guys, welcome to the Unpublished Podcast. My name is Amy. I'm James. And I'm handing it over to you. Oh, you are? Oh yeah, it's my topic today, I guess. Um, so I wanted to talk about business again because I'm really enjoying talking about business on the podcast. And I feel like um, that's something that we are enjoying as part of our art at the moment. Yeah, we is are. Is having the art of business. Yeah. And today I want to talk about how we make decisions in business. Great. Which is a bit of a, um, I guess, what do you call that? Uh, I'm being a little bit facetious there because... There's no right way to make decisions in exactly, business. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. of course, whenever we talk about business, like our business, it, this is just what's worked for us. Yeah. And I don't think that there's any magic bullet for no. you. This is how you make good business decisions and this is what good business decisions are and sound like. Yeah, I agree. Before we dive into this topic, can we just have a little update? We've, we've missed a week. Um, oh, yeah. I just would love to just kind of sit with everyone and, and chat. Yeah, okay? of course. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, okay. I feel like shit right now. It's actually a miracle that I'm here, but I just got a new top that arrived in the mail and I put it on and I braided my hair and I feel like a little bit better, but we have had, James has had COVID and I'm still moving through it. Yeah. It's really fun. And that's my update. Wow. Fun. I just wanted everyone to know where I was at because I didn't want to seem like, you know, low energy or like a bitch without people knowing that. I thought maybe I was going to throw up a second ago. The weird thing is you've had, I feel like you've had it for like 11 days or something. Like this is like post-isolation period. Like I'm on like day nine or something. And all of a sudden I was feeling completely fine the whole entire time. And then day nine, whack me in the fucking face. I was the one who was like, Amy, I'm sick. Like last Tuesday or something. What Now it's Thursday. Yeah. And... You were like, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing to worry. I mean, you were you were very nice to me. Let's face it. I was so good you were, to you. I know. Sorry, I don't want to be mean to you. That you were really, really good to me. Yeah. Um, and I thought I just got a really bad, and, and you had nothing. But then, like for some reason, you've had this weird kick at the end. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of fine. Just a little bit phlegmy in my nose. Yeah. Which is what, you know, is, what a journey. Likes. Just a couple of a couple of bits of nose spray before I go to bed every night, and I'm I'm good. I'm still feeling tired, like very tired. Yeah. Um, we also, um, ironically, went to Tasmania last week, which is where we found that we had COVID to go visit my parents who are now living in Tasmania. And so we had a week isolated with them, which was lovely. And for that holiday, my intention was to keep creating um, and to keep my routines. We've never really done that during travel before, but as we've got a year that's coming up with a fair amount of travel, we really wanted to practice keeping our creative practices whilst we were on the move and despite the fact that we had COVID I actually wrote pretty much every single day I did my breath work every day and obviously I journaled every day I never stopped that and it felt really good to just know that even when I'm away from home I can continue my creative practices yeah I wasn't quite as good as Amy I, I still wrote um, you were sicker than me few, I was sicker than you and I still wrote a few days and um I, I had a bit more of a, a relax, I would say. Yeah, you chilled the fuck out. Yeah, which is, God you know, damn, I think we it. have very different systems, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it helps you a lot more to keep going. Whereas for me, I'm like, I'm on holidays, so I'm on holidays. Yeah, it helps. I think I'm, I'm someone who needs a little bit more structure than you. Mm. Uh, so those routines tend to serve me rather than deplete me. Um, but well, I was just I like happy my, to know I like that my I could routine do that. when I'm at home. But then like when I'm on holidays, my routine is no routine. Yeah. So it's like... I'm, I go into holiday routine, which is... No routine. No routine. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Which I like. Um, yeah, so that's our update. I'm trying to think of what else is happening. I've had a big break off social media for the last few weeks, or like 
10 days or something which has been really nice I felt like it's been a good palette cleanser I've got so many ideas and I'm really excited to kind of dive back in with some new content and creations and sharing and I just feel really inspired to come back um which is good I'm really glad I took that break and it just felt good to remove myself from it all because as uh we've been speaking about on the podcast and online a bit like uh Instagram has really been a fucking shit show for creators at the moment so it's good to just have a break yeah it it has been good to have a break and I think that's part of you know gonna be part of this episode obviously is um making sure that we're not chasing the idea and making sure that we're not just going bam idea 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 thing 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 Mm. Uh, talking about those um, restorative periods which are actually ideation periods yeah you can't be ideating while you're working I'm very excited to talk about the ideation but before we begin I just want to give the last update which is that we have cool new mic attachments as of today yeah so we're on our couch mm. and it just it really pleases me i'm interested to hear if you can hear a difference in sound because the angles are all different and like i don't think we've nailed it yet but i think it sounds pretty good so basically it's just like those like arm ones mm. you know so they're like and if you were to look i mean if you are um on spotify you could check you could, the video yeah it, on and YouTube. it looks like the mics are hovering over our head which is i feel super f- professional i feel like i can just like use my arms a lot more like it's better for me as a gesticulator yes and uh, amy's one is attached to our kitchen bench yeah and mine is attached to a blue chair on our left that I, we've like swiveled around here it still feels more relaxing like it's just nice to be on the couch it's nice just, to feel like <sighs> my breathing feels a lot better like i find when i'm sitting out podcasting i can't get my breathing right yeah interesting i feel much more relaxed with my breathing and i feel more comfortable much more comfortable with my breathing great which is important like i mean if you have a podcast of your own if you want to start a podcast of your own i think trying to find a position where you're comfortable where you can breathe properly because as soon as you start like this yeah it's not just that you're gonna sound bad but i start i start to stress out and start to think badly as well yeah interesting when i'm like that yeah okay cool i'm ready to dive in great so just sort of continuing on on what we were talking about a little bit earlier I think, um, and I heard this really great analogy from um, this guy called Naval, who, you know, love I can, Naval. Yeah, he has some. He has some really great episodes with Tim Ferriss on Tim Ferriss's podcast. Um, he has a lot of big ideas. You'll probably, you know, you'll listen to him and you'll probably disagree with fifty percent of what he says. Great, um, which is the really interesting thing about listening to him. But he's super smart. I can tell he's a fucking genius. Um, and I'll try and make sure I remember to put uh, some of his podcasts in the show notes. Um, and his idea is like, you know, we shouldn't be working like insects. We should be working like lions. Tell me more. So, you know, an ant will just go about its day, like one task, set timeline, like very rigid routine or very rigid structure. Sorry. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a routine. Um, whereas he's saying, uh, and it's day to day to day constantly. Whereas he's like, we should be more like lions, where, you know, lions go out and they hunt, mm. they take prey and then they go back and they enjoy the labor the fruits of their labor interesting and they sort of so they gear up for this big hunt go and devour something come home and rest prepare for the next hunt and i think that's how, how, we, we, work. how we work yeah, it's it so good it's work. like you know um what was our last big project the master classes yeah and that was like a big you know a few months couple of months of thinking and planning you know in low gear yeah resting um really slowly chipping away at you know how we were going to market it how we were going to um, structure the master classes and then it was like wow like two weeks of really intense work yeah um i'm not saying you know we were like we weren't working 100 hour weeks or anything it's just it was high high emotion work high yeah, um, yeah, yeah. high vibration work kind yeah of. yeah and then we did we executed the project and then what well, we haven't really done a big project since so that was went in early march I tell ya. Uh, early april i don't know <laughs> 
Um, and we've kind of just been chilling since and, and rejuvenating and planning our next It thing. was late March, early April. Mm. So for over the last month, we've just had like very, very, um, just pulled it back. We've actually had a lot of focus on socializing, which is interesting. Like we've had a lot mm. of weddings. We've gone away to see my parents. Um, like we're, we've been seeing people, hence why... <laughs> We got COVID. Um, but so we, you know, we shifted our focus. Um, and then last week in Tasmania, um, and we, you know, we did get sick. And so we had to extra slow down. But for me, that was a perfect seven days to ideate and to start thinking about that next section of what mm. we're going to be doing. And I came back with so many fucking cool ideas. And I'm so excited. And I, I just, I feel so ready to go, even though physically not quite yet, but I feel like my mind is ready to go. I feel like I'm working in my genius yep. at the moment. And this is key. First first of all, I've just realized the camera's slightly slanted, so enjoy a, a, a slanted view. Could be that the picture behind us just hangs weird, but I'm not sure. Um, and the second is exactly right. Like you cannot come up with good decisions and good ideas from exhaustion, a place of exhaustion. Mm. You can't do it. Like, And I'm not saying that, you know, unless you have all the time in the world to create and make business decisions, you're not, you're going to be bad at business. I'm just saying that like, if you have the choice between taking, you know, uh, say if you want need to come up with an idea, if you're not in the execution phase, um, if you have the choice between, you know, pushing through and just like slamming out some project, you're not that keen on and not or, yeah. or a decision you're not, you're not sure of, or like taking a step back and um, waiting until you're hungry and waiting until the ideas are really flowing and coming naturally um, waiting, you know, using that time that you would have been on your spending on your business or on your creativity to just fill the well up. Mm. I think that can be, that's a really good decision. Yeah. And I think, um, if you are trying to just white knuckle your way to good ideas and good decisions, it's going to, well, uh, first of all, you're going to be so tired that your yeah, execution that, that is going to be flawed as well. Pushing it is so exhausting when you're just pushing, like, mm. I, I know you know what I'm talking about, like that feeling of just like overextending yourselves, trying to make it something work, trying to make ideas come. Like it feels so tiring, and also it doesn't feel very fruitful. Yeah, like you, you want to be in a position where you almost are going so slowly that ideas are forcing their way into your brain. It's like ideas are clamoring to get. Yeah, you, you're, you're clamoring. Your brain is clamoring for you to have ideas. I want to talk a bit further about this idea of ideation because I have this new practice of ideation, which is within my breath work. But before I talk about that, I wanted to ask you, Jamie, like, when do you feel most of your ideas come to you? Well, when I'm consuming other, like when I'm listening to a podcast or a nonfiction book, usually, or a fiction book. Yeah. Like, um, I was listening to an amazing podcast the other day about, uh, it was this, this author who wrote a book, the next 500 years, you know, the future of humanity. And he's a really optimistic, um, look at all the amazing technology that's going to be coming out for us in the next 500 years. Um, and just ideas about space travel, ideas about um, how the economy is going to work, like all these things that come up and you hear these little small things. Um, and this is just why I was on a walk the other day, listening to this podcast, and you hear these little small things from these amazing thinkers. And that small idea will be a kernel, which can lead you in your own different direction into something really interesting. Mm. And then I'll immediately go and I'll write that down in, in notes. Like, so usually when I'm walking or driving or, Driving's really convenient because you've got to try and hold the he idea. He often rings me. Yeah, I ring Amy and be like, write this down for me. Yeah. Or I'll try unsuccessfully to get ask Siri to make a, a note, uh, to do an audio note for me. Yeah. Um, but I do a lot. So sort of, that sort of kind of hmm, walking around traveling time. Yeah, it's interesting. How about you? So um, that definitely resonates with me too. But recently and where I've been finding my most like potent ideas um, have been occurring is in breath work. So I do Wim Hof breath work. Um, and for those of you who don't we know, what, know, 
Shut the fuck up, James. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. Um, for those of you who don't know, Wim Hof. Um, I just love Daddy Wim. I can't help it. He has a practice of um, breath work, which is 40 um, big inhale exhales. Then you hold the exhale for as long as you can. Then you hold an inhale for 15 seconds and you repeat it for as many times as you like. Um, We've spoken about it before. I really enjoy it. James gets a very strong response and doesn't enjoy it as much as me. Well, I almost get high from it. Like I get, I pass out and I start to convulse. Yeah, James. Which doesn't sound like, apparently it's completely safe, but it just feels weird. James has a really strong, like, can't remember anything that goes on. Like, obviously, like, he's really freaked me out in the past. I like, passed out, couldn't wake him up, like, convulsing. Like, it, it is like, really intense for James. For me, I also feel quite high after a few rounds. But I feel so fucking in my zone of genius. Like, ideas just come to me. And sometimes they're fucking weird. And, like, they don't really make sense. And, like, you know, but what I've been doing over the last few probably months now is I have my book open and I was doing it with my eyes shut before but now I just write and like this is not journaling as I do it normally like the words like I'm because I'm like so over oxygenated and so my handwriting is like it's really hard to read but like all these ideas come through and then I look at it after my breath work and this is what I did when I got home from holidays is I now look at all the ideas that I had through my seven days of breath work in Tasmania and I was like yes this 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 and I pulled it pulled it all into a document for the projects that I want to do over the next three months Mm. and all these ideas just came to me during breath work I don't know what it is like obviously something chemical happens I just feel so open to possibilities like I feel like my limits get taken away yeah. Like I feel less like afraid, I guess, um, or less like, oh, that couldn't work. Like I just feel like completely open. I feel high and it's the best place to. And then I just encourage my mind to think about, you know, work things, which may sound stupid, but like we know we're not talking about work work because our work is fucking the best thing ever. Yeah. And, and, you know, and we've talked about that before on the podcast, that idea of just being unafraid to talk about bad ideas. Yeah. Talk with bad ideas. So good. If, it's so good if you can find someone to bounce it off. Like if you can find a friend who is creative, or a friend who is in business, you know, in the business world, or something like that, who you can just talk to these things about. Obviously, Amy and I have each other, and which mm. is great. Um, doesn't have to be your partner though, I think. And um, yeah, I, I really do think that you can get to a place where you, like Amy has with her breath work, where you can be more open to ideas yeah. coming in and decisions, and more open to cool things you could be doing yeah and i think that comes from like i always find this with my novels amy doesn't maybe agree with me so much but the more novel ideas i get the more novel ideas i get no i do agree i was thinking about this a little bit because i've been so amazed at the practice of being so open in my breath work to ideas like what that's given me and i was thinking about how i often struggle for novel ideas but james really doesn't um and i think it's because I'm not choosing to be open to them. And you've, mm. you've told me this before. And, and I was like, shut the fuck up, James. Stop telling me stuff. Um, but it doesn't sound like you. <laughs> I um, I think I have a lot of fear around novel ideas. You know, oh, I've got it. It's got to be so-and-so. I want it to be like this. I'm, I can get quite defensive around it. And that limitedness, the fact that I'm not open means that ideas don't visit me. Whereas in this breathwork, I am very specifically, I know you want to say something, but just let me finish. Fuck, now I've lost it. Go. Well, I was just going to say, it's interesting because most of my ideas are gobbledygook. And if I think you find the same thing with your breath work, right? Yeah. It's like if you went actually went through my notes app on Evernote, like I've got hundreds of novel ideas in oh, inverted commas. I wish commas, I brought my book down. But it's just like, some of them are just insanity. Like, I don't, I don't even understand what I'm saying or what they mean or what... I, I honestly, only because I've been in my own brain, do, do the words even spark something for me? I'm like, what? Like today I wrote one which was 
black hole god? <laughs> and, like, I'm going to have to remember... I think I wrote a little bit more about that, which is just, you know, that we have a supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy, and most galaxies have a supermassive black hole in the center, um, something like four million times the mass of the sun. I think there were just uh, some astronomers are uh, coming out with some images of it uh, at the moment, which is really cool. Um, and my idea was like, you know, what if these black holes were some kind of consciousness and they felt the whole galaxy around them? I'm like, I don't know what that idea is. I don't know how it will work, but I wrote it down. Good boy. Because, I don't know, it was interesting to me. I think I think that is what we need to do. We just, I think this idea of an open heart has been really resonating with me. Like, we're so used to shutting things down and being protective, you know, and like, no, that's not for me. And like, fuck off. And like, but like opening up to the new and the possible, like exactly with, with your practice, James, and with my practice and breathwork, it invites so much magic into it. Mm. I just... I think this is where this yeah. idea of, you know, I'm being so a lion, a lion and an insect is, comes in as well. It's like, mm. we don't... You shouldn't be mechanically following some kind of business plan, right? It should be... I mean, maybe that works for you, but you should be essentially just waiting for the hunt, waiting for the gazelle to come into your enclosure um, and trusting that that's going to happen. Mm. Um, not your enclosure, I guess. You want to be a, you want to be a lion out in the open, right? In the savannah, like you want you want to wait for the to for the. I don't know how lions work. Do they go do they go <laughs> out looking for gazelle or do the gazelle come to them? Who knows? But you get the you get the idea. Like you don't want to be um, just a little ant mining for. Yeah. The same the things same that every other ant is mining for. I think yeah. you want to be someone who is able to um, go and hunt. Yeah. Uh, when, it, when it pleases you and let I- let ideas kind of come past into you um, and then hunt them down. Beautiful. And follow them. All Especially right, once I'm- one really, really likes on I'm so sorry, Amy. Okay. Is you going to read out some of your idea gobbledygook? Yeah. I'm going to show the camera. Do you think the camera will be able to handle it? I just want to show them this like the, part. Yeah. If you, so this is when, you know, get out YouTube, get out Spotify. You can come to about, I don't know, the 15-minute mark it and watch Amy holding up. It hardly makes sense. It says, I don't, I think it says, I don't doubt my success for a minute. But the handwriting mm. is like that of a child. Because yeah. I get so, I mean. That's not, yeah, that isn't your handwriting. That's really interesting. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Mid-breath work. So interesting. Like, And then like really random ideas. Like I saw here, I want to do our garden. And then arrow Lou help with bricks question mark question mark. oh i know what that is yeah i know what i yeah. understand what i'm saying yeah. but it's so funny that these are like there's no boundaries to what ideas come to me um you know just like i let go of skepticism um notice when you prepare for disappointment um i feel like i'm in a dream like all this like it's all so almost incoherent but mm. i understand here what you know i'm getting this this particular day breathwork 6th of may youtube ideas um you know my and body then, feels with joy i'm so open then these do become i feel like these do also they become, all become ideas and they become more formal lists of ideas like yeah you can kind of let and that's what we're talking about coming up with good ideas for your business means coming up with shitty ideas for your business exactly and all or it means coming up with like 10 half or one quarter ideas for your business or for your creativity exactly and letting those combine later or letting those spark other ideas yeah this is so important yeah so it's like you're not gonna there's no magic way to come up with good ideas for business and even like there's no good ideas that i feel like anytime you hear advice on the 10 secrets to making your small business work or something like that it's all bullshit like it's just i don't know it if you're just following someone else's formula 
it's going to be really hard for you. Obviously, it's nice to, to understand those things and to learn them and to get some structure into your business. And yeah. It can be really scary. I totally understand that. It can be risky. Um, and you don't want to risk something going wrong. You don't want to put money into something that, and it's not going yeah, to work. Like, yeah. These are all valid concerns, 100%. But it's like, you've got to do you. Yeah. Um, you've got to make... You've got to you've got to have space for yourself to come up with ideas that are going to fit you, who you are. Yeah. So now that I have pulled literally from that book, I've pulled it into a document on my computer, and I've set it up into all the different projects that are going to that I want to invest in over the next uh, three months. And we've chosen three months, or I've chosen three months because we're going away to Europe to do a little tour in Europe and and England um, on July twenty fifth. Are you giving me? I a... just had an idea. We've got to make sure we organize our carbon offsets for our trip. I mean, get on it, James, write it down. Um, so we're going to do that. So I'm looking at what we're doing from between now and then. And I pulled from this journal all the different ideas that I have. You know, YouTube, I'm, we're going to launch our YouTube channel. You know, Inspire Collector is going to reopen. We're going to do a free session. Like all of these ideas came to me in um, journaling or breathwork sessions. Mm. And now we get to structure them. Now we get to implement them. Now we get to build on them. Now we get to adapt them, change them, add to them. And you know what? Some of them aren't going to work as well as we want to. Some of them are going to work better than we want them to. Um, we can't control how these go. But I think that the thing is, is that you have to make a decision and we've made a decision about And even like our decision to go to Europe for this tour, we still don't know 100% what it's going to look like. Oh my God. We just, like, a... we just have this idea, like we really want to go to Europe and, sit and spend time with people with, with creative people yeah um and we st still don't know how practically it's all going to come together we know, you know? very little we about start at trip. a very high level yeah and work out the details as, as we go because yeah. often things like so much about having a small business is working out things as you go like it, there's not going to be some kind of article that explains it perfectly like even when you're working out when you're working out tech stuff like it's there's nothing that's just going to perfectly suit your situation it's going to be like here yeah. i mean if you find that amazing that's incredible but it's like, I think um I think this is really important for creatives to hear because so many of us are big picture people and we think that running a business means we have to be really detail oriented um and that we have to we have to start from the small up no, like you no just way. fucking don't I think you start always start big idea up it's like we want to run a free workshop for people it's like okay well what's that going to look like what work yeah. that out later like work out what platform you're going to use later work out what you know um how many people you're going to allow to come later like, work out what your marketing is going to be later like have the big cool idea first have the big cool idea first. I just trust I that you're going to figure it out. And like, you will figure it out. Like you will. If you mm. take it slowly, like I think this is what happens to too many of us is like we have the big idea and then we're like, holy shit, but I don't know how to do this, mm. this, this and this. It's like yeah. you will figure it out. Like you will. Yes. You just have to dare to take the baby steps to get you there. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then eventually the idea might fail, but you're probably going to, you're going to learn so many skills from putting it together. That um, it's yeah. The amount of skills we're going to learn from going to Europe. And this is probably our biggest financial risk we've ever made on a tour, on a business decision because it's going to be like really expensive. tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. But. Um, we're also going to have fun. So. But we're going to have fun. It's also going to be a holiday. So that's going to be, at least we're going to be, <laughs> it's not like, oh, not boohoo me. But, um, you know, this is the first time we've probably had to make a really big financial risk. And that's yeah. what I'm saying, like build up to that. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, your first risk you take doesn't have to be a twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 risk. No. It can be a zero dollar risk that you do you know use free software or something or 100 um, percent. i mean what what year is this of our business of working this business together three four, four? four? yeah four. four and this is our definitely our first really big investment mm. like we've made month to month things probably add up to yeah. a similar amount but not, nothing nothing's going to be like once. a big chunk 
yeah. we've had to save we've had to save money for and, and yeah. then like hope to make that money back but not be at all sure that we will yeah um which is exciting and then yeah. you get you you build up your risk tolerance right it's like whatever like <laughs> i'm gonna lose twenty thousand dollars on this whatever like because i mean it sounds so flippant right because because when we're, we've saved the money you know it's not our day-to-day so we're not using it for our day-to-day like we've put the money we've put the money aside yeah um and then you you just you fix that mindset of like well this is a risk if I lose that money, make. then it will. I will have learned heaps from it. I can still survive on my day to day because, yeah. you know, it's not. It's, I haven't We're not all, risking our. I haven't risked our life. We haven't risked our livelihood. Yeah. We haven't risked our grocery money on on this. We've risked uh, money we've saved that mm. we can now afford to lose. It's like investing. It's like right, put in what you can afford to lose, and yeah. then you don't have to feel stressed about it. Just assume it's gone. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, and if and if it pays off, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I think you know. If you're betting on yourself and you're betting on your developing yourself and your business, you basically can't lose. Man, I love that. Like, if you're like all of being a creative is and being in business as a creative is is just continually backing yourself, continually making a bet on yourself, continually investing yeah. in yourself. Like, it's just so profound. Yeah, like absolute worst case scenario, you become more self actualized and you learn more about yourself. Yeah, like worst case scenario, and isn't that just aren't those Delicious? amazing outcomes? incredible outcomes i love it and like best case scenario you have a thriving creative business that supports you yeah like yeah Ugh. or you know whatever what we do. insert whatever your best case scenario, best case scenario is. is um yeah Ugh. what about when we um have a really hard decision to make uh-huh how do we deal with that i was just trying to think about what we've had to do in the past um, hard decision wise like we had a hard decision with our trip is like we could have extended and gone to america or that's we could right have, um stayed and we really just sat with basically what made us more anxious yeah um i know it's not always the best thing to do because we can you can run towards i mean but all, the thing is it was already gonna make a big making, leap it was already making us anxious the, yeah. the whole trip it's like well what's gonna be um a smaller chunk that we it's much more manageable and we feel like we can reasonably do a good job of and organize well. yeah i think that's not a, a thing that comes up quite regularly for creatives is um oh do i do the thing that scares me or do i do the thing that keeps us safe and then maybe a bit of a black and white view on it mm-hmm. and like for us there you know we uh, we always want to be testing ourselves we always want to be doing something that scares us because that's where we grow that's where the unknown is that's where the magic is um but we don't have to do the number one hardest fucking thing yeah. we can imagine and i think a lot of creatives want to go hard or go home and it's like you don't have to. Yeah. We don't have to push ourselves to exhaustion. We don't. I didn't have to put my nervous system under that much stress of of doing two continents. And, and I think the other thing is like, can you make? Can you do an easier version as a test? So yeah, for us, the online masterclasses were an easier version. That's true. Can we you do that. an easier, cheaper, lower stress version as a test? Yeah. And then that's going to help you point towards you know the so the, the startup world does this all the time. You know, it's called the well, first of all, you could do market research. You literally can just go and ask 10 people on the street, um, you know, will you come and do a survey with of mine? Here's, you know, a chocolate bar. Yeah. Or you'd write, you make what's called an MVP, which is just a minimum viable product. You just bang out something as quickly as you can that does like the minimum that people will need to use your product mm. and see if people like it mm. and then ask them questions about it. Yeah. So you can do that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you might organize an online workshop, two people might come, but you're going to learn a lot about running a, running a workshop like us, like Amy's first workshop, three people t- came. Yeah. And I learned so Amy learned, she learned much. so much about running a workshop. And you know what? I learned I learned stuff there that I use like on a regular basis today. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. um, I learned a lot about how my energy reacts with people uh, in live spaces. I learned a lot about my stories. I learned about what it, I mean, I learned 
an unbelievable amount to what a lot of people would probably deem um, a failure. Yeah, it was awesome. By the way, our camera's going to... I'm going to have to reset the camera in two minutes. Do you think we've got more to say? I mean, I think we can save it. Yeah, we can save it. Let's save it. Okay. Cool. Um, I didn't didn't sneeze or, like, snort or, like, do anything too gross this whole time. Something I want to say is I really loved how many of you responded to my newsletter the other day. Oh, yes. Keep keep replying. Keep... um, I think I did end up getting to almost everyone. If I forgot to reply to you, then I just... Because I'm an idiot. Um... But I think I ended up replying to everyone. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I'd enjoy that. But I, I really enjoyed replying to people um, who replied to my newsletter. Amazing. So and you if, can sign up to that newsletter on the Unpublished Podcast website. Yep. It's real mm-hmm. easy. Um, and usually it was just that both times that there's just been a reflection on something similar to the, something that we've been talking about already in the podcast. Um, so if you want to interact with what we're saying in the podcast, then a good way to do that is through the newsletter. Yeah. Um, and I will hopefully respond to you. I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to commit to replying to everyone. Love that. Um, this week. <laughs> Maybe Tap in the future. It. We'll see. For the next month. Amazing, James. Yeah. Okay, we love you guys. We're so grateful for you as always. If you've yet to, you know, give us a little review. Oh my gosh, a review, please. Love. We love it. It sustains us. It People, sustains you, you know us. what? Do you know what? You've all been slack with your reviews lately. It was a great period there where you were all in reviews. <laughs> I haven't seen a review for bloody ages. In fairness, I've only checked the Australian ones. Everyone else could be leaving reviews. But Aussies, what are you doing? I know we've got an election coming up, but... Come on. Jeez. Come on. Jeez. All right, babies. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Grateful. Ciao.